everyone rejoice. There is a new Carly Rae Jepsen album out. Yesterday, she surprise released Dedicated Side B, and it's exactly the bubblegum pop we've been needing for this summer. Today, by the way, is Friday, May 22nd, and for many of us, it's a three-day weekend. But I maintain this has pretty much been a 68-day weekend so far. Hi and hello! You found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. Before we begin, I wanted to give you a heads up that this ended up being a much more serious episode than I anticipated. And I realized that right now, 68 days into quarantine, so many of you are facing uncertainty and stress and anxiety. And I certainly don't want to add to that. Today, I'm talking about my skin cancer journey. I hope that you can listen, but I want to give you a graceful exit if that's a burden that you cannot bear in this season. And I totally understand. So last Sunday, I had my first anxiety attack since college. And it was all because I couldn't find something to wear. Let me rewind. About a year ago, I was at the OBGYN. I was there because my periods had been out of whack, but while I was there, the nurse Erin pointed out a teeny tiny mole near my left knee and suggested that I have my dermatologist look at it. I wrote Erin off. I knew the mole was new because I had pointed it out to my business partner Katie in April at a work conference we attended. But after nurse Erin said something to me about it, I went home and googled suspicious moles. This one didn't fit the A, B, C, D, E's of problematic moles. A is for asymmetry. Scary moles are odd shapes. Safe moles are typically symmetrical, like all the way round or perfectly oval. B is for border. Scary moles have uneven borders, but safe moles have a clear outline. C is for consistency of color. Scary moles may have a few different shades in them, but safe moles appear to be one color all the way across. D is for diameter. Scary moles are often larger than a quarter of an inch. Safe moles are usually smaller. And E is for evolution. A mole that has changed in its appearance is scary, but a safe mole is usually unchanging. My mole is slightly smaller than a bullet point when you're typing in 10-point font, so small. I would have called it a freckle, honestly. It was perfectly round, and to my eyes, it was like my other freckles. Dark brown all the way through, and nothing really. If for some reason you're listening and you have no idea what I look like, you should know that I'm half Thai and a quarter Native American. I have dark skin, black hair, and black eyes. In other words, I'm not a candidate for skin cancer. In fact, I have a vitamin D deficiency because I don't drink milk and I avoid the sun. At the pool, I am the woman who never gets in. I am in a giant hat and sunglasses underneath an umbrella, usually with shorts and a kimono on top of my swimsuit. As a child, I was slathered in SPF 50. Again, I am not a candidate for skin cancer. So all of that combined with this sad fact. Mothers of young children put off their own doctor's appointments because it's such a hassle to figure out childcare and to make time for ourselves. I'm always overdue on my dentist appointments, my endocrinologist appointment, and my annual pap. So I didn't get around to going to the dermatologist, well, until vanity called. When I first got pregnant with Jude, I developed a dark brown spot on my cheek. 
I have tried everything to get it to go away, but the thing that has helped it fade the most and incidentally was the cheapest out of anything I've purchased, including a very expensive lineup from a direct sales skin company. The cheapest thing was a cream for my dermatologist. I was out and I needed a refill. So in August, three months after Aaron had pointed out the mole was when I called my dermatologist. My dermatologist, Dr. Elner, is the funniest, most vivacious doctor I have. I asked for a refill on my cream, and then I asked about Botox, which he refused to do. (laughs) Honey, I do Botox, but that's not what you need. You just need to exfoliate and moisturize better. Look at your mom. I bet everyone hates her because she looks so young. (laughs) This man did not know my mom, but he was spot on. No pun intended. Then, almost as an afterthought, I said, oh yeah, and the nurse at my OB said I should have you look at this mole. It's probably nothing. And then I just shrugged. Dr. Elner put on his little one-eyed scope thing and took a peek at the offending mole. He leaned back and said, I don't like it. And I screeched, really? I mean, there's a much bigger, uglier mole on my neck. And he looked at my hair and he looked at that mole. That one I'm fine with. This one I don't like. Let's take it off. I've had a mole biopsy before. I had one on my upper back that I would, this sounds so dumb, but I would often forget about it and then scrub too hard in the shower and it would bleed. So I had that one removed. They just shave it off with a really, really sharp razor with no lidocaine, nothing. The razor is so sharp that it doesn't hurt at all to have a biopsy. So then Dr. Elner asked, how flexible are you? And this was back at the end of the summer when I was dancing twice a week and doing yoga once or twice a week too. So I said, I mean, pretty flexible. So he handed me the scope and said, fold yourself in half and look at the mole through this. I leaned down and looked. What appeared to be a small brown mole to my naked eye looked to be brown with reddish cheetah spots in the scope. C is for color. So he did the shave biopsy and it was bye-bye mole. That was a Monday. On Thursday night after hours, I saw I had a missed call from the doctor's office. On Friday morning, they called again and left a message asking me to call back to discuss the results. My OB's office and my endocrinologist's office call me every time after every test, even if the results are just, everything was fine, Mrs. Adams. I expected this call to be the same thing. I called back and was connected to the nurse line. The nurse pulled up my results and asked if she could put me on hold. And I said, if everything is fine, I just need to know. I got things to do. (laughs) And then she stammered. This is when I realized that things may not be fine. Dr. Elner got on the phone and and said, and I'm not going to do a crazy accident again, but he said, your mole came back as melanoma and I'm going to give you a phone number for a surgeon who does beautiful work, but you have to call the day to get on the schedule. Melanoma is the most serious kind of skin cancer there is. You don't need to be alarmed, but you have to get this taken care of right away. We don't typically like to call on Fridays because we don't want you to have to sit with this bad news all weekend, but it's important that you get on her schedule immediately. I'll put the paperwork in your patient portal. Do you have any questions? I had this vision of him sitting at his desk with a stack of papers calling the 20 or 30 other people who had been diagnosed with melanoma that day. So for whatever reason, my first question was, how many of these calls did you have to make today? Like, how common is this? He paused and said, each week for melanoma? Only one or two. Melanoma is the most rare form of cancer, but it's also the deadliest. I can't take care of it in our office. You have to see a surgeon. But... But you cut them all off. So, so that's it. That's the cancer, right? He tried to let me down easy. 
At this point, a surgeon needs to take out the area surrounding the mole. So this is serious. As serious as... And I did stop myself before I finished the joke. He said, I'm sure you're going to have a hundred other questions later today or this weekend. And I need you back here for a full body scan now. So we will get you in sometime Monday morning. I did call the surgeon. I did get on the schedule and I did go back to Dr. Elner's where they found a precancer mole on my hip. Three weeks later, I was in the OR fully awake for what's called a wide excision. Basically, Dr. Nalovic, my cancer surgeon, drew an eight-centimeter line on my leg with the biopsy site, which is where the mole used to be, right in the middle of that line. Around the line, she cut a football shape to get the circumference around where the mole was, and so it could be pinched together so she could stitch me all back together in one line instead of a circle. When she got in there, though, she made the call to go deeper than planned because she wanted to be sure she got everything, and she didn't like the slow healing of the biopsy site. So on the table, she informed me that I'd be looking at an eight-week recovery instead of a two-week recovery. I mean, who would say no? I tried to force a smile and told her to do what she had to do to get that thing out of me. I will say that a highlight was that she totally let me be a creep. Most patients lay down, but I said I wanted to watch and take photos, so they propped me up so I could watch. They let me put on a glove so that I could hold what they cut off, and I have some gnarly photos that I still go back and look at regularly. She told me that I missed my true calling as a surgeon. As she stitched me up, we discussed what healing would look like. It would mean ice every hour for 48 hours. It meant cleaning and dressing the site every 24 hours and wearing athletic tape and a compression cuff. It meant no dance class or prolonged standing and not too many stairs, no running or biking or hiking. And because it was so close to my knee, I had to try to keep my leg straight and not bump it with my other leg. So that meant I couldn't lay on my side or spoon or cross my legs. She told me to not plan anything for September in the chance that the margins did not come back clear. But I'm happy to report that in that one surgery, that one day in August, she was able to get it all. I was stage two melanoma from the time that I noticed the mole in April to the time that I had it removed in August. And I think, I think I'm just now processing the gravity of all that. I'd always been vocally very thankful for my community who sent flowers and meals and thankful that it had been caught so early, that the nurse at my OB's office said something, that my periods were messed up so I even went to the OB, that I ran out of my cream so I even went to the dermatologist, and that all of this went down in August when I happened to have the month off from coffee and crumbs. But when September, October, November, and December came, I didn't really give this any more thought. From diagnosis to surgery was three weeks. The kids started school, and I had an eight-week recovery, and then immediately after that, I went to Idaho for the Coffee and Crumbs Retreat, and then Disney World, and then I had She Podcast and started working on the concept for Today by the Way, which launched just last December. I just haven't really thought about it, except for, (laughs) for when I'm being creepy and I go back and look at photos on my phone. But if I'm being honest, my leg still feels delicate, even though Dr. Elner assured me that it's fine. And even though I was cleared to dance in January, I never returned to class. I wish you knew how much I loved class to know how bizarre and out of character that is for me. But it wasn't until this past Sunday that it became evident that I haven't really, really healed from this experience. My mother-in-law invited us over to swim and grill, and I'm not a swimmer, so I got dressed in a breezy jumpsuit, and I was applying my sunscreen, and I just 
started to lose it. I felt like I was driving really, really fast, and I became just fixated on the fact that I didn't own a long-sleeved swimsuit cover-up, and that if I wore a different long-sleeved shirt, that I'd be hot and uncomfortable sitting by the pool. This would have been the first time that I've been out by a pool, even, even if it was just for a little bit since the surgery. I mean, I hadn't even braved dance class yet, and now I was going to sit by a pool in the heat of the day? Yes, I know that there's plenty of seating under umbrellas and a beautiful covered part of the patio right next to the pool, but it was like I couldn't help being irrational in the moment. Chris came in, unsure why I was running an hour late, and I just tried to explain to him that I had a thousand thoughts that seemed very real but also very unreasonable going on. Like, what do I wear? Can I excuse myself to go inside? And if I do, would that be rude? Should I just stay home? What will I do about swim team? Why don't I own a long sleeve white cover up? Will the kids wear rash guards? Will they reapply their sunscreen? Is my sunscreen going to work? My brain just could not stop. And even now, I feel myself getting worried about all of this. My doctor says my leg is healed, but I'm not so sure about my heart. So today, I guess I just wanted to share this for a few reasons. Number one, I am seeking help for this anxiety. I just switched counselors on BetterHelp to one that I think can help me specifically address why I'm too scared to dance and why I'm too scared to sit by a pool. And I hope that by telling you this, I can help ease any stigma you may have about talking to a professional counselor to help you navigate anxiety, whether that anxiety is situational or general. Secondly, I was hesitant to talk about this topic because of COVID-19, but May is Skin Cancer Awareness Month. I know that many of us are already very fearful about our health, but with this weekend being the unofficial start of summer for us, it's important to me that I tell you to wear your sunscreen and to reapply it every two hours. Three, we would have caught this thing earlier had I taken my health more seriously. We have insurance. I have family that will watch my kids anytime for any reason. I know that that's not the case for a lot of people. I dragged my feet on making an appointment because it seemed inconvenient. So if there's things that you're putting off, I urge you not to. Four, lastly, I've been struck lately by how on the internet, either on Instagram or while listening to podcasts, we may not get a fuller picture of who a person is. In general, I am upbeat. I do look on the bright side, unless <laughs> unless my daughters bring home an LOL toy, in which case it's rage. <laughs> but I figure we're almost 50 episodes into this friendship. If you're going to get to know me, I want you to really know me. And now we have to take a quick break to spotlight today's sponsor. I've been talking a lot about taking my health more seriously. I've cleaned up my diet. I am four days back into a strict keto diet again. So I feel like I've made some New Year's resolutions here in the middle of the year. I've been reevaluating my habits and taking a stab at new goals. As you might know, I spent most of quarantine eating bread and bread and pie and bread. (laughs) I just had a checkup and my doctor urged me to exercise more and to eat better. That's why I'm excited to be working with The Good Lovin' Bar, the number one certified organic keto protein bar in retail and online. And they're number one for these reasons. Best plant-based organic ingredients, best taste with flavors like chocolate-dipped strawberry, chocolate coconut, and peanut butter brownie, and best customer service that will make you smile. Keto or not, you can try them out by visiting www.thegoodlovinbar.com. 
Put together a multi-flavor order and get 25% off by using TODAY as a promo code. And if you reach $50, you will get free shipping anywhere in the United States. That's thegoodlovinbar.com and get 25% off your first order using the word TODAY as a promo code. Or you can click the link in the show notes for the automatic 25% off. They guarantee you will be loving the Good Lovin' Bar. And now, back to our show. As a reminder, I am taking Monday off to honor my father on Memorial's Day and to spend time with my family. Along those same lines, there's no good time, good deal segment today. There's a lot of good deals going on this weekend. I mean, you cannot open a web browser or Facebook or Instagram without a sale being promoted. I just choose every year not to treat Memorial Day like Black Friday. Instead, I'd like to use this segment to introduce you to an organization that's doing such great work in the world. And that's the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors, or TAPS for short. TAPS provides comfort, care, and resources to all those grieving the death of a military loved one. Since 1994, TAPS has provided comfort and hope 24-7 through a national peer support network and connection to grief resources at no cost to surviving families and loved ones. I especially love that they have a camp for kids. TAPS Good Grief Camps are where children are able to share and learn coping skills in an age-appropriate, fun, and supportive environment. Each child is paired with a military mentor who serves as a big brother or big sister and who reminds the child that he or she is still part of the military community. TAPS is fully funded by donations, so maybe if you take advantage of a screaming good Memorial Day sale, you can give a percentage of what you saved to TAPS. Check them out at TAPS.org. I did not mean for this to be a bummer of an episode, but we are friends here. Friends don't put on a facade, and I hope that as your internet bestie, you can get to know me well, a fuller picture of who I am. I love telling you about silly things like my lactating armpit, but I also want to tell you about serious things like a cancerous mole and the anxiety I have in the aftermath of that. Your challenge this week is to make an appointment that you've been putting off. When's the last time you had a physical? or dental cleaning, or checkup and mole mapping at your dermatologist. If you have insurance, our community challenge this week is to set these appointments. I am seeing my endocrinologist on Tuesday, and I promise I'll call my dentist later today to make an appointment. I haven't been in a year, and he's literally right outside my neighborhood. I hope this episode didn't cause you any anxiety. Skin cancer, especially melanoma, is very, very rare but I will never regret speaking about it. Since sharing my story on Instagram last fall, five different women have contacted me to thank me for urging everyone to go get a skin check because they had undiagnosed skin cancer. It's rare, but the only way it can be caught is by going to the doctor. So make the time to do that, friends. I want all of us to be healthy so we can still be friends 50 years from now. I mean, will podcasts even still be a thing? I'm kind of guessing they are because blogs are so going strong, aren't they? Okay, friend, that is it for today. Tabitha from Texas left this review this week. She wrote, here's the podcast you can listen to while scrubbing your potty, driving to pick up your kiddos from Parents Day Out, or taking a break at work. Wide range of subjects that you don't mind your family listening to. A tidbit of time that makes you not feel so alone in the world. Oh my gosh. If you are scrubbing the toilet while listening to this today, I love you so much. Get after that. I am proud of you. 
And then Saskia Flower left this review that made me laugh and spit out my water. She wrote, Thanks for your explanation on internet ads. Glad my phone isn't overhearing my conversations, which explains also why my phone has not shown me ads yet with put your socks on. Yes. If my phone were truly listening to me, I'd be getting ads for things like the container store and laundry services because I am constantly asking, is your room clean? Is the bathroom clean? Did you clean up the mess in the hallway? Is the dishwasher unloaded? And why is your room so messy again? Instead, I mostly get ads for clothes that seem way too young for me. Like, algorithm, please, please learn that I am never going to wear a crop top or a swimsuit with a giant hole cut out in the tummy area. Thank you so much for these reviews. They make my day when I read them. Just a reminder that I will be back one week from today, next Friday. Until then, I hope you enjoyed this long weekend. I hope the weather is nice and that your kids are so sweet that you suspect something, but that it's nothing, that they're just being sweet. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on.